0: to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. This is the spot, your favorite podcast, the place where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. We're in Switzerland today. Oh my God, it just makes me want to put on a parka and have a nice cocktail and look out at the uh, Swiss Alps. Uh, And we are with Eva Swartzman, I'm so excited to have her. We've been waiting a long time to have this conversation. Uh, And she has been to California. She's been to San Diego, so she's familiar with the landscape. I've never been to Switzerland. I haven't been that fortunate. But I'm sure when I go, I will have the best tour guide ever. So Eva is a light worker uh, and a spiritual life coach. Brains, we talk about this a lot. And I have my own personal beliefs, as each one of us should. But within that container, we need to know that there is light, that there is energy, that there is a force, there is a source that is greater and bigger than us, that has created all the universe, the stars, the heavens, and the individuals that fall in line with it. But to be able to have that gift, to be able to connect to that source energy, And to be able to translate that into human conversation that we can absorb is an extra gift. So I want to talk to Eva about that. How does that feel? Uh, When does she realize it? What is she pouring into other individuals? And what are some good takeaways that each one of us can use, no matter if you follow a religious doctrine, if you're spiritual, or even if you're an atheist? What is it that makes you bigger than yourself? So let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Eva? Thank you so
1: much, April, for being on your show. It's just a big pleasure meeting you and all the Light Tribe the Souls uh, who listen to your wonderful podcast. Oh. Thank you. I'm very fine. It's actually in the middle of the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking f- I've looked forward the whole day for this wonderful conversation and to talk to you all and share our light together.
0: Well, thank you so thank much. You. I feel honored. Uh, is it cold there?
1: Yes, we have uh, snow. Mm. It's getting to snow outside this evening. It should snow actually very much. We will see it in the morning how it will look like. It's it's cold and uh, what do
0: you do there. I mean, there's a lot of snow. I mean, do you do you uh, ski? Do you do sh- uh, snowshoes? Do you make snow angels? What do you do in all that snow?
1: Well, uh, down here where I live, we don't have so much snow, but up in the mountains, there's a beautiful snow. So it's, it's enjoyable to go for walks. I don't ski anymore. Um, snowmans, I have done when my son was little. But at the moment, uh, it, I just enjoy to walk in, in the snow and to look at the snow and to listen to this calmness. Maybe you can hear but I, I hear that the, uh, when it snows with this calmness, it's just a beautiful um, moment for me.
0: It's funny because when snow falls, it sounds different than when rain falls because you hear the wind kind of whispering and it kind of splatters, you know, where it, the drops hit a little different. So it's a different feeling. I totally understand where you're coming from with regards to that. And, you know, Switzerland is a very progressive country from what I hear. As far as healthcare, care, uh, you really are on the cutting edge. People will go to Switzerland to try alternative uh, medicines. Uh, I hear that the quality of life, but I heard you got to have some money there. Is it expensive to live there? Well, uh, actually, Zurich is the most expensive city
1: mm-hmm. in the world. Oh. It's, it's been oh, okay. said. So, um, yes, it is actually very expensive here in Switzerland to live.
0: Do you have high taxes? Do you have to pay the government a lot of money or do they let you hold? Oh, yes.
1: Money? And, uh, you know, it, it depends on the uh, canton where you're living because Switzerland has different cantons and each of the cantons has different tax amounts. And, uh,
0: yeah. So if I came to visit you in Switzerland, where would you take me? Well, April, first I would go with you to Lucerne. Lucerne
1: is just a beautiful town. I've been raised there and it has old wooden bridges and old towns with houses which are very nicely painted and the architecture is just so beautiful and the lake and we could uh, make um, um, on the lake we go with the boat and visit the whole lake around, going up to the mountain, having a cup of tea somewhere up in the mountain, or having a nice meal on the board of la- on the lake uh, side, and uh, we were just having a very really beautiful day together. Uh,
0: I love that. So you seem like you are immersed in beauty, Im- immersed in calm and peace. How did you find your gift? How did you realize that you had the gift to be a light worker?
1: Well, April I actually started very early, but uh, I, I I come back to today because uh, at the stage I am now, I realized that I I've been gifted very early, but I did not recognize because for me it was normal. Uh, but I sensed different because I felt sometimes very much alone. Um, And I didn't felt understood from sometimes from my parents or from other people. Uh, But what it was nice when I was sitting on the bus station, for example, people came to me sitting down next to me and they talked about their life. So I was just sitting there hearing to them and uh, I, I felt people feel good when they're around me. And I've been told all the time and... Uh, I gave birth to my son when I was 28 years old. And since then, he was little. When he had some pain, he had always said to me, Mama, can you hold me, please? So I was holding his head or his knees when he was growing up and his pain left. So he was always very, very happy with that. And uh, through all my life, I've experienced a lot of different things and also um, not, not very easy things. But I knew I even though I felt sometimes also in the crowd alone, uh, I knew I'm not I'm not alone. And I experienced a street time when I've heard some uh, a voice, for example, um, or when I saw an image or when I, for example, I was driving in, in a very large tunnel, the Gotthard tunnel in Switzerland. I was pregnant. I was very tired. I had to go to, to a training in the Italian part in Switzerland. And I've I felt asleep and I haven't had the radio on in my car. But suddenly, you know, when when the radio is coming, like you know, I just woke up and uh it it helped me that I did not sleep. So and one time I was falling down the stairs, uh quite big down, and I was hurting myself very much. So I couldn't breathe and I just so like a tunnel on a light, and I've heard, stay up, breathe, stay up, breathe, and I followed his voice, and so I have experienced a lot of, of different things that kind, and uh, which helped me always to go through through difficult time, or saved even my life, once I was driving by car, my son was little in the back seat behind, and it was raining an awful lot. I couldn't see anything anymore. I was on the um, on the other side to take over. I knew before is a car behind is a car. I couldn't see anything, and I just knew I just have to 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 drive the, the same as I drove, and I went through that too. I didn't have any panic. I did, I, you know, I, I in that, in those moments, there's no panic, there is just stillness and clearness, which is very
0: incredible. It is incredible, but what's more incredible is that you are in tune to it. There's a lot of people that have a sixth sense, uh, that have intuitiveness or impasse, that they see danger before it comes, they're settled into it, but they ignore it. It's that fight or flight. Oh yes, you have been able to navigate the landscape of life and go with this. So it, again, I can see how it has come with you from a child. When you say that you had, um, you knew this very early on that you were different as a child. Could other people see the differences in you? I mean, do you have siblings? Uh did your mother notice something different? Did your boyfriends or your husband notice something unique about you and your character?
1: Well they noticed uh of course they did, but uh, for them um, I was always feel a little bit strange. So yeah,
0: you were weird. It, it, it is, it, weird it, is
1: good. They yeah. did not understood, and you know April, what happens when I was angry at my parents in uh I was like a teenager in those were like 12, 13 years old. Uh, When I was very angry, I ran into my room, I snatched the door, and then I said, you are not my parents. And I always thought, why am I telling that you are not my parents? I mean, I knew that that they were my parents, but I did understand later on because I know I am a light being in, in a human body. And so I know that I'm coming from source, incarnating this light body to experience this life here on earth and to have been gifted with my parents and my my brothers and sisters i have two brothers and one sister uh but uh i i i i would i i did not know that i've i've been all gifted with that source uh energy and the source connection uh i just Uh, did the best I could with that and sometimes I felt not understood and very much alone. Mm
0: -hmm. And and they'll say oh you're crazy or you know or you're weird or you're this or you're that people always want to put a label on it instead of just accepting that you are different, that you are unique, that you're a powerful and they try to strip you of your power and of your gift and make you second guess yourself what you have to do if you're feeling this way you have to work with a trusted mentor or a coach or someone else that is in this light space. Because as they say, to whom much is given, much is required. Who was it in your life that helped you develop your skills and to become awakened and to be able to use your gifts and your powers, not only to help yourself, but humanity?
1: Well, I was starting after birth for my son with Ray and too. And from then I went on to Universal Energy, and uh, from there I, I I just went through my experiences. Actually, my life experiences showed me very much, and all those difficult life experiences were the most uh, important pieces where I've learned and grown. Even if it wasn't uh, easy, and there were time I was. When, uh, outside in the countryside and staring to heaven and said where are you I can't I can't feel you anymore who where are you and after that difficult time those feelings always I c- I became an answer or um, a way who showed me to go forward uh, it could be through a, uh, this Uh, through a conversation with another person, through reading something, through watching a film, uh, through getting some uh, insights myself. So always something helped me. And so so I went out to grow up. And with all the experiences I made, and then I learned Akasha chronic reading, I've learned tetra reading, um, and also the quantum healing and uh, sacred activations so um, I'm also in medical intuitive learning so I did a lot of of things where I went through my uh, experiences or what happened and uh, yeah I made it more um, easier to become Uh, and you know I always say I mean a table is a table. But the meaning we give to a table, that makes the situation. So it is up to me how I choose to think, to talk, and to handle, take action. And I have it in my hands for the outcome, more or less. When other people are involved, I have to go into the outer view and to sense, always be aware never shut the awareness down, always be aware, even if sometimes it's uncomfortable, but the awareness helps to be guided and to have just a trust because I know coming from source that I am guided, I am protected, nothing uh, can happen to me and the
0: source is always doing the best for us to our highest good. And even if something happens to you, because we have to be realistic, Everybody doesn't have the gift and protection that you or, or I may have. But even if something happens to you, the awareness, okay, listening to that sixth sense, listening to your intuition that, you know, this could possibly be dangerous, or maybe I shouldn't eat that, or maybe I should listen before I speak, or maybe I shouldn't get involved, or maybe I should get involved. So you have to use your common sense, which isn't very common anymore. When you are trying to figure out the best direction, what do you suggest to people that are, um, they're unsure right now because the world is so tender. Everyone is so angry, you know, I mean, they go from fight to flight in a heartbeat. They don't give themselves time to rest and recalibrate, breathe and work through the process. What do you say to those people to just kind of help them um, be more calm and be more centered?
1: Yes, on the this is the first thing you mentioned it. April, this is very important that we just sit down, taking just a rest, maybe closing the eyes and just going into the stillness. And it's very difficult to go into stillness because our head always makes uh, scenes up and to- chattering and talking but just taking a break and and just sitting down and just uh, be. And with this being, just uh, go and and, and, and listen what is coming up
0: and um,
1: taking also a few deep breaths. I'm sorry, let
0: me just kind of interject right there because again, you asked for us to, excuse me, you asked for us to listen for the stillness. There's so much chatter going on in the monkey mind. People don't know how to just be still. And what I suggest to them is just be. Don't have any expectations. And anytime something comes up in your head, just push it to the side. You can get back to that later. But it's finding that stillness. It's finding that. That's the hardest thing. That's why people say, oh, I can't meditate because you can't be quiet, because you're always this, your mind or your mouth is always going. That stillness is very difficult for some people to find, even.
1: Yes, and also to to, um, really just, as you say, be, and from that beingness, uh, not judging. As I say, the table is. So a person, uh, person is how she is and it's a beautiful soul always behind a person and uh, a situation is but the meaning we give to a person or to a situation that makes it for us more difficult or not mm. when i talk in a negative way when i think in a negative way um then i create it because i am the creator of my life mm. i am creating with my thoughts t- uh, um speaking and act taking action and this is always to be very con we have to be conscious about that and to but know
0: tell us that we are the this is a play and we are a character actor you know and we play a role and we have an opportunity to rewrite our script exactly we again we have an opportunity to skip an act we have choices we have options But we're not giving ourselves the time. Time is something, you know, I tell people, you'll get more money, you'll get more shoes, you'll go on other trips, but time, you've got a limited amount and everybody has a certain amount. And if you can extend that by not wasting it, it's a benefit and it's a gift. Time is an illusion. You know, when I read in the Bible, people live 700, 900 years. Now we live a 10th of that. You know, if you are 70 or 80 or 90, that is a gift. What do you do for yourself? You know, it's, you've done a lot of the educational work. You've done a lot of the foundational things. You're helping others. But what do you do to really help yourself? Outside of the stillness, do you exercise? It looks like you eat well. Your skin is radiant. What do you do for self-care that makes you a clear conduit and a good vessel for people to channel through?
1: Yes, it is very important for me to to look after me uh, because I'm the most important thing. I'm the next to me, and for my body, I know I'm the, I'm hosting my body, and uh, my body is my temple or my vehicle to be to be in this wonderful body. So I take care. I may I. Do meditations in the morning. I do yoga um, and I go out. I have a wonderful dog, a Malteser um, um, mixed dog, so we go for walks. And um, I, I, sometimes I go to swim. I'm not a big swimmer, but I I, I like swimming. Um, um, yeah, just those things. I'm otherwise I'm not very sportive. But I look for the, uh, the what I'm eating. Uh, I don't eat any meat, for example, but I do eat fish and I do eat uh, healthy um, vegetable um, and food like that. So I always ask my body, body, what do you need? What makes you good feeling? Or um, when I have something in my body, I ask body, what is this ours? Is that feeling I'm feeling, is that ours? And I'm listening to my body. And when he has some aches or pains, I ask my body, "What? Why do you have this pain? Or with that pain, for example, when I have headache, oh, headache, why am I here? What will you show me with that?" So uh, I, I, I always go into the conversation, or I try when I have really can sit down a little bit and and go deeply. In. Otherwise, I, I, I'm always. I, I always try to be the observer of myself,
0: mm. to observe
1: yeah. how I am, how I react, how I be. Right. So from there, I can adjust adjust to the things for uh, doing it uh, better or for my body making easier or feeling better. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I do. I totally understand. But I love that, that you ask yourself the question. You don't wait to go to a doctor and let the doctor tell you, you ask your body, because again, your body can heal itself. It talks to itself. You know, your subconscious mind holds about four or five other personalities that you have never engaged. I've exactly. so, taken all of these different modalities, all these different trainings. What is hard to pick, but which one is your favorite? What do you like to do? the most when working with clients? What do you find the best results with? And I know each person is very individual. They need different things, but you know, what lights you up? What turns you on?
1: Well, first of all, I, I created a program, which is the, I am the creator in. So, uh, it is means I'm the creator in creation and I create through creation and it's a holistic program. So I use all my gifts. I have, uh, in the one-on-one session or in one on, on a few groups where, when I'm working like eight women together, I like to do uh, groups with women, but also men are welcome if they are open to that. Uh, so I use all my, my tools. But uh, I was uh, thinking about when we meet today, I, I'm creating wonderful um, online seminar, which is Sacred Activations. Well, the sacred activation is a program which Tamara Oviat um, uh, received. I'm uh, actually the first activation she received in 2012 in the Roslyn Chapel in Scotland, and was given f- uh, from source through uh, Lord Metatron. And this was is one of the three grounding uh, uh, core activations, which are um, changing our sacred geometry in our body so these sacred activations today there are more than 600 existing they're all about those programs limiting beliefs Mm. uh, patterns and all the structure we created through when we little uh through the whole lifetime even though back in, in earlier lives or through ancestral lives and also through timelines And parallel universe so there are activations once given they are reprogramming our human computer to the to the original um, source conditioning so uh, it helps us to um, to go over to all those programmings and when you receive those activations um i do, i just say activate an activation and then I don't I don't speak so you experience this on your own uh what you're feeling what you get received as pictures or or whatever and then i go to the next activation and those activations they will run as long as they need and integration time is like uh 4 to 6 week or even longer so it is really a um a, a wonderful program to Reprogram all our limiting beliefs, our behaviors, and uh, getting more, um, yeah, aligned with
0: ourselves. But, you know, let me ask you a question, Eva. Yes. Go through all of this, and when you finally settle into it, you're a whole new being. You you have to settle into that as well. It's like a, a girlfriend of mine. She lost 140 some odd pounds. She had a difficult time, because now this is a whole new person. You lost an entire person. Now you have to settle in. You have to adjust. People would still need to work with you to help them. Again, you've reactivated something that you've done for 50 years. You came out of the womb with this programming, with this this mindset. Say, for example, what is very popular now: transgender here uh-huh. in the United States people are having the ability to discover who they really are or who they were born to be because brains, whether you believe it or not, or you agree or not, people can be born with two X's or two Y's, X, X, Y, or X or or Y, Y, X. That is scientifically proven. So now this person comes to this realization that would be a really, really heavy subject. They, everything about them is changing. You know, when you're brought into this world, you're brought in as a male or a female, and you're assigned these gender roles by your parents. They see a little girl, they get her dresses, they get her dolls, they put pigtails, you know, they have a son, he has a truck, he's taught not to cry, he's got to lift weights. And now you've got to reverse engineer that. That could be a whole mind trip within itself. And it could I don't know. Potentially, be devastating. It doesn't always have to be positive. Am Am I wrong in assuming that? No, you're not wrong. It's it. I mean, it, that's a heavy load to carry. So they, you know, you still need support. I don't want to say hand holding or coddling, because an individual has made a determination. And based upon their facts, their feelings, their findings, this is who they are. But going through that whole transition is, have you ever worked with anyone that's had that deep of a transition that they've had to make? Yes. And what was the end result? They finally grabbed hold to it or they still struggle with it? I can't imagine how they might feel. Well, you know, um,
1: I can I, I can show a case uh, a young man uh, thirty years ago uh, thirty years old. He wanted to, to leave the earth. He had really much problems, and he wanted to die. And his mother came to me, and she said, "Listen, my son has a big problem. Uh, maybe can you help him?" And I said, "Well, um, when he's ready, uh, he can come to me." And uh, I was helping him um, nearly two years. He came to see me regularly. I was uh, working on him, on him, on his body because I'm doing also hands-on healing, and through all the coachings. And from the side of of uh, uh, wanting to go, he regained the joy, and the happiness, and he was able to um, help other people around him because. First they were always negative and then he saw the positive sides in all those people. and through that recognition and helping others, he also grew in his development. So this is this is just a
0: beautiful experiences. It is and I'm sure yes. it is an aha moment for you. What is the joy that you feel? What is your what is your reward? you know it's, well it's great to have the gift to do that. But I mean, does it make you, and, and be honest, you don't have to be humble, but does it make you feel powerful? Does it make you feel special? Does it make you feel rich? Does it make you feel exhausted? What does it make you feel to see the transformation in others that you work with?
1: Well, the, the most joy and happiness I have when I can work with people. And when I, I get the responses that they're feeling better uh, after the conversation or after a treatment and they're writing me back a day or two days later, you know, it helped me very much. Thank you very much for your kind uh, being and uh, for your trust, your help and uh, or for the insights or uh, what, what you shared. It really happened or it helped me, whatever. It, it It's it's uh, it's just a very nice gift. The most... Joy I have when I can do something good for people. Mm-hmm. Well, this is my biggest step. joy I have.
0: And in closing, Eva, what do you want your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered?
1: Well, um, the, the the most loving is is just people have have me in their hearts, and when they think uh, on me, they feel. I love and, 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 and warm feeling
0: inside them. So they're feeling good. Well, you have made me feel good. You have. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, uh, how to work with you, if you have a website. And we will definitely put all the information in the show notes. But I want them to connect with you. I think that it would be a beautiful experience.
1: Thank you so much, dear April. So I have a web page. It's called uh, www.com. W-W-E-W-E dot E-F-F-A-T-H-A dot C-H. So it's www.effata.ch.
0: I love that. I love your accent too. And you do very well speaking English. <laughs> oh, Thank you very much. <laughs> this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your insight and for your perspective. Uh, I'm going to go in, I'm going to look at the website myself, and just really kind of direct people to a place of peace, a place of harmony, um, a place of just stillness, and a place to just be. Uh, I want to thank you for being here with me and my brains on the edge. Brains, go in and listen to other edgy conversations. Uh, We want to Uh, share the best that the world has to offer all over the globe. Like, love, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment. If you don't believe in it, you need more evidence, we'll direct you that way. If you think that this is super fantastic, share with a friend. Thank you so much, Eva, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, You are a gift to the world. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you very much, April, for your wonderful conversation, having me on the podcast. And thank you all to your listener. Thank you very much. When I
0: come to Sweden, I'm looking forward to that. Switzerland. I'm Switzerland. When I come to Switzerland, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yes, please contact me.
0: And some chocolate.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. And all the nice things we have here.
0: All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Bye, bye. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: Bye, Brains. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. (laughs) Bye-bye.